When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Dometic. Mobile living made easy. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures from wherever you are listening around the country. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning. One of the most reputable fishermen in Victoria is Aaron Habgood. Can say my name properly. Jeez, but Jeez. I never really use it. I always call you Redmond. You do. Good Thank morning. A nice little intro. How are you? Back into training. Back into training, yes. the uh, It's been solid, the weather this week, I tell you. Thursday. Did you train? Jeez, it was hot. <laughs> Did you train? No. Oh, I saw on social media that the young no, boys did. There. No, I've been there this week, so it's been good to get back into the swing of things. Full The full group isn't back until uh, December 2nd, so there's a bit more time off. But um, Do you reckon the journos have got nothing to write about when you see in digital advertiser in the back page, 100%, Patrick yes. Dangerfield is back at training? Yep. Breaking news. Breaking news. Pat's Breaking running. news. Well, no, I returned a little early. Um, that's what happens when you have two kids at home. You just, you just can't wait. You want to get... <laughs> You can't wait Don't for that. Marty's not too far away. <laughs> you get yourself in trouble. You can't wait for preseason to get back. So. That's a bit. No, like, it's good, Redmond. I come. I don't get in the Addy for like coming back after our trip to Cairns and braining the snapper. Well, I was going to say because you're too busy uh, loading up social media with snapper photos, and you can follow us on Facebook. Real Adventures our, is, of course, our Facebook page. Uh, your, your week's been ridiculous, let's be honest. It's been a huge week, and we're going to talk a fair bit about it this morning. Just a few tips covering your weather is basically what I follow, but uh, all that's been on my mind... and All I see... Every- <laughs> I'm just going to cut you off. All I see this week is snapper after snapper after 15 kilo snapper. 15 kilo. <laughs> like, it's, it's been unbelievable. It's been... It's been you know what's what better? is it? Sending you messages... I know. The photos, the, the days that you were going to come with me but bailed. That was even better. Well, I've been... Some of us have work and stuff. Trying to get away from the kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can go fishing. Uh, no. no, it's been a huge week uh, for me, for the snapper. It's uh, it's great to see, and I'll, I will be honest, and I'm not trying to pump my tyres up too much. There are a lot of people still struggling. The water temperature's still not quite even 15. I went for a swim Thursday, actually. I went Thursday I morning. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe how cold it was. It was it's, when I was offshore during the week, it was 13.8 degrees. In the ocean. I think that's wrong. I think it was two degrees at Mox, at Mox Creek. It was freezing. I, I jumped in with the dog trying to get him in, and he wouldn't come in. And now, oh. now I know why he wouldn't come in. But the water temp hasn't come yet. And then we've got a couple of things like the cray season. We, we were going to cover that in a minute, but that hasn't... Well, let's cover it now. This All is right, exciting. let's go. We'll talk about snapper in a minute. Cray yeah. season opened on the 15th or 15th or 16th. I don't know if it's... I think 15th is the end of the close. So 16th it opens. Yep. And uh, basically... I'm jumping out of my skin normally to go cray diving. Every year I do my review on it. I get everyone ready, pumped up for it. 
And this year... You've forgotten about it this year. I, yeah. You've been too preoccupied <laughs> with Snapper. I've genuinely forgot about it. No, I didn't forget about it. I'm just not stupid enough to go in the water and freeze to death of hypothermia on the bottom because if it's 13.8 on top, down there is probably 10 degrees. I... It has been cold. What's been the secret to your success, though? On the snapper? Yeah. Just trying to follow the conditions. Uh, the big one's been... Uh, the big one's been the wind. That's my number one sort of aspect I've followed to it. And your wind is basically your air pressure in a sense. So our weather patterns come uh, with our wind as well. So, for example, a high-pressure system gets pushed up here... Um, from the westerly block, like a westerly wind will bring the high pressure system and the easterly will push you high when your pressure system goes down. So your easterly is your low. So I don't often snap, or no, I'll, I'll be honest with you, on a northerly wind, you won't see me snap a fish in Port Phillip Bay. And you talk to all the charters, you'll see it on Facebook. I saw a few of the charters right northerly wind. It was a very hard morning, got a few fish. And there will be the odd person out there that does smash them, but on averages it's going to be harder to find a fish to bite because you just it just doesn't it just it's how it works. Yeah. Uh, so the whole week I had southwesterly winds, south to southwesterly, and I fished the snapper. The first one was at Clifton Springs, and we had a big southwesterly wind. Now Clifton Springs for me is ten minutes from home, and it's a two minute drive to where I fish roughly. Yep. And ha- how convenient is that for me? But the problem is it's convenient for a lot of people. So on a calm day, if you're fishing that Clifton Springs area. Uh, it's going to be hard to catch fish, even if it's two knots southwesterly, because there's 500 boats out there trying to do the same thing. So what I do on a calm weather is I push over to the other side of the bay where there's a lot of water. Now, I'm not... So the northerly, I cancel out. I'm not fishing the bay. Don't worry about it. The southerly, if it's blowing hard, I fish Clifton Springs because there's no boats out, I catch fish. It's a little bit rough. But when it's calm, I fish... That, well, I fished Black Rock, I fished Altona, I fished Carrum, and I, I, I call that whole side Carrum. I think it's actually like Mornington, Carrum, Chelsea, yep. Bow Morris, all that area. Um, I fished all through there because of the southwesterly wind. It was light. I didn't want the boat traffic. There's enough water out there to get away from boats where Clifton Springs are in such a close area. So basically, I picked my wet, my um, sorry, my wind, my wind uh, patterns, yep. predicted where I wanted to fish. But not only that, I also fished sunrise and sunset. I didn't waste fishing anything after 8.30 in the morning, 9 o'clock, yep. because it's just too hard to catch fish. You just don't catch them. And then I'm not getting over there till sort of 3.30, 4 o'clock when that afternoon bite starts. You might find a school of fish in the day feeding, but it's going to be hard work. But going back to those northerly, so what... So you are, can knock off work for for those at home. You can knock off work now yep. and, and chase your snapper, especially with daylight, daylight so, Yeah, savings. that's right. You can. Yep. And Kev rang me during the week and he goes to me, I can't believe how many boats, it was five o'clock, are heading down to the Altona boat ramp. He was driving on the road in between yep. and he couldn't believe it. And it was, he goes, it's five o'clock, how long are they going to have fishing? I'm like, well, I'm getting home at 10 o'clock, so they're going to have four hours of solid snapper fishing, like mm. not including travel. So picking your time, understand your wind, get away from the boat traffic. If it's a light northerly, you don't have to always go for snapper. There's other species. Now, what I do is I go out into the ocean where I find the wind doesn't play a role on the snapper. And to prove that, during the week, I dropped in off Bowen Heads and I fished for no longer than 30 minutes. We landed, I think it was 10 snapper, which I didn't really want to do because I don't like landing them in deep water and releasing them. And we're only allowed to keep six, but it's just the way it went. Um, and I come in. I, I went out, got my bag, and I went in. Uh, during the week, I didn't. Uh, keep a lot of fish either. I let a lot of fish go, and I, I drop some fish off to you during the week as well. I just keep been keeping what people have sort of requested because 
like don't want to fill the freezer up. I'm releasing most of my fish. I'm fishing that 12 and under, so I can release them without hurting them too much. They say 10.5, but I don't know. That'd be right, 12. Hopefully they're right anyway. But <laughs> You are a scientist but, after all. <laughs> but basically what I'm doing is I'm following my weather, weather patterns. I'm trying to get tide changes. If the tide change part is at 3.30 in the afternoon, you can get out there earlier. Don't be afraid to get out there at 2 o'clock and fish that 3.30 tide change because that gives you another bite time. Yep. If you are going during the middle of the day, so between that sort of 9.30 to 3 o'clock, try and pick that tide change in between it because just rocking up out there and hoping fish bite, it's, not, it it's going to be hard. So this is I'm talking about averages. Um, I'm also fortunate enough to be in the industry to, to pick my times when I am going to fish as well. I know people like yourself, you just got to go when you've got to go. Yep. And But if you want to catch fish... Pick the times, like maybe think whiting or think squid or think gummy shark if it, or, or everything's think, against or think you. Sicky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we spoke about the cray season just before. The keys to getting a cray now, obviously, yep. the temperature in the water is freezing. It is cold. It's yeah. going to mean there's less people around. Just before I, I hit that up, I just want to mention before you do uh, chase your crayfish, make sure that you uh, order your uh, fisheries tags from. Uh, Fisheries Victoria, you can jump online and order your rock lobster tags. This year, they are like a beige green color. Yep. So, is it beige? Wait. Beige no, Beige is purple. Why do I say beige? Beige is not purple. Beige is beige. What was that suit that I wore to Zane's wedding in Byron? Oh, that color. That was cream. No, it was green. It was like a greeny. Lime? No, I'll get it up in a sec. We'll correct it. <laughs> I said beige. <laughs> I, I, at least I corrected myself. Oh, Basically, yeah. it's a green. I really wonder about you <laughs> I used to yell at the blue tags, the silly blue tags, and it was the silly yellow tags, and now they're the silly beige, beige colours. <laughs> <laughs> they're a green-coloured tag. Uh, yeah, so make sure... Green, green beige. <laughs> you've got five minutes, I think, for when the crayfish hits the boat to have those tags on them, yep. as well as having... The tails cut too, so be smart. Uh, the trips, tips, and tricks to getting them: wear a ten mil wetsuit because it's bloody freezing in the water. But basically, working those ledges, uh, they've probably been untouched for a period of time. Obviously, we had the closure of them, so they surely you're gonna get some good sized craze at the moment. Oh, there'll be some crackers around, and yep. fant- and you just got to come across them. There's no real art to it. You've just oh, there is. You've got to look for them in the right spots, but. It's more about luck. Like, you might find 15 crays in a day. They might be a kilo. Then all of a sudden, you might find five in a row after that that are all three and a half kilo. Yep. You're allowed two per person. Uh, check your size limits. Also, carry your orange, your orange little orange uh, measure, cray measure. That's actually got to be on you when you're in the water diving. Yep. So you can't put a cray in your bag because when they go in the bags, they can get damaged. So don't get up to the boat measure them. It's illegal. Yep. Carry that. Um, obviously take some t- some air down there if you're on tanks because that helps too. But pretty much get in the water. I'm, I'm going to probably hold off another week and then I'll be in there once it sort of gets up to that uh, 15 degrees. And uh, I'll just need a couple by uh, December 25 as well, thanks. Oh, no worries. That's, uh, I won't say a price because fisheries will come after me. <laughs> um, also this week, Pat, a little bit of exciting information for yourself. I'm pumped about this. Uh, fisheries Victoria released yeah. – well, they so every winter – they remove the fads outside of uh, the Torquay, Torquay region. So they've got the artificial reefs out there and they have the fads which run off them. I reckon there's five fads from memory. I think there's five artificial reefs. And they remove them to do, due to the whale migration up the coast or up or down the coast, whatever you want to call it. And basically, they put them back out in ready for kingfish season. And it is not far for kingfish season 
Uh, now we, we will start reviewing some products for that, Pat, in the next couple of weeks because yep. it's uh, it's not far away. But Patrick, I'll let you announce the uh, announce it. They're going to put some fads out. Two more fads. They are putting two more fads out, and I think uh, the Lawn Aquatic Centre needs a an angling club. Lawn Aquatic and Angling Club needs a huge pat on the back yep. because they've obviously been doing a bit of lobbying and there's been a collaboration with uh, with Vic Fisheries that the two new fads are at Lawn and Aries Inlet, which for me has got me incredibly excited because what we've seen over the last few years uh, around Torquay has been kingfish, uh, dolphin fish, tuna. valley, tuna. There's been great species of fish that they have attracted. So it's it's really great to see Fisheries Vic, you know, putting, um, you know, timing down sort of uh, sometimes a forgotten area of the coast. Well, I think. no, while you're on that, do you reckon they could have done it a little bit more efficient to anglers, as in regarding launching boats? Because there's already complaints over the last few years about the Torquay one being so far from a boat ramp, because it is a bit of a hike. Oh, look, I understand the complaints, um, given the fact that... <laughs> you think uh, it's great? <laughs> it's right where I am. I've got no complaints. Perfect. Look, the, I know the um, the Lawn Aquatic Club, they've been um, lobbying for ages. They've been, you know, they it's a dangerous place to fish at times, um, but it's it's an untouched region. So if you've got time to go down there and fish, you know, the Apollo, Apollo Bay, Kennet and Y Rivers, like there's some beautiful locations down there. So to have a, a, um, a fad now set up there... Um, is really exciting. If you want you know, more information on where these fads are located, you can get the uh, the exact GPS coordinates for Torquay. Um, from and, the, the, and the Aries ones will be up the, in the next, I think, two weeks. They're planning to yeah, uh, next release weeks, where yeah. they're going to be. So yep. that's so pretty exciting. Yep, you'll get all those details on the uh, the Vic Fisheries website. Redmond, we've got to get into the show. Lee Rayner is joining us a little later. Host of Fishing Edge, their new season, his new season, uh, is on now, Tenbold, every Sunday at 11am. Plenty more Real Adventures coming up after the break. You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for The Social Club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, make sure you send it into our Real Adventures Facebook page. Uh, Redmond. Yes, First question comes from Ryan. You should be well-versed and able to answer this. Quite simply, the best snapper, the best snapper. snapper baits now, what are they, lads? Live pinkies. No? Get in trouble? Yes. <laughs> you can't say that. No, the best bait has been calamari by a, like, a mile. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I think out of all the fish... Are you bothering with pilchards? Yeah, every time. I'll never, ever not have them in the water. I'll always have two pilchards out, two silver whiting, two calamari, and I don't change. Uh, I might put an extra rod out with a calamari on, uh, or you might even, to, to, to research or work out what they're feeding on, you might even put a salmon chunk out on the other rod, on the, the extra rod. Yes, yes. But I always start with them three. I've landed, I know exactly how many fish I've landed this year. I've landed 54 snapper this year already, and I've fished a handful of days. I've had sessions with over 10 fish already, and that's pretty good fun. But calamari has been by far the standout. And what I'm doing is, I'm getting the calamari, it's frozen, Pat. A couple of times I had it fresh, but it hasn't made a single difference. What I'm doing is, I'm ripping the wing, popping the head out. Head makes another great bait. Ripping the wings off, and I'm cutting rings out of them. So everyone that I've fished with have been amazed on... uh, the size of the rings that I'm using. But basically, 
they're probably four, depending on how big the calamari tube is itself, if it's a, say, a two-kilo squid, it's, they're probably thinner, but they're quite long, yep. where if they're a smaller squid, I'm cutting them quite wide, but they're not as tall. So I'm trying to keep them roughly that same proportion either way. I know it doesn't work, but in your own headspace. And, and once again, you're not threading it for me. No, just through once the through, the, just once through the top, it just squash the calamari ring a little bit, pinch it, pinch it, pin it, there, pin it once yep. through the top, cast it out, and let it sink. But unweighted as possible because uh, it, it's just the way it works. But one thing that the calamari ring does work extremely good for is on the snapper snatch, which is the, the weighted sinker. Now I've caught a fair few fish on that this year already. And basically, that's the snapper one that sits out the side of the boat, not the back. Yep. It's got a four-ounce sinker on the end of it, and it's got a nice, juicy calamari ring sitting just up off the bottom, and that's worked really well. But So it's not a ring. It's a strip. No, it's a ring. Actual ring. Oh, it is yeah, a ring. Yeah, ring. No, calamari ring. You can use strips too. So you can open the tube. No, I'm not opening it. It's actually the tube itself, and I'm cutting rings. Yeah, right. Rings. I hadn't seen you that My favourite. And offshore all week too. Oh, offshore during the week. That's all I used. I had salmon there. Salmon worked, but I just had so many calamaris. Kept cutting rings out of them. Pin it, drop it down. The reason... Squid, squid strips do work really well, but quite often... How, how you explain it, for example, a fish will always hit the head of a, of a bait first, especially a snapper. So... If you're using a strip, quite often you've got to pin the bigger end of the strip rather than the smaller end, where traditionally I pin the smaller end so it's a bit more water dynamic yep. and doesn't spin. So I turn it around the other way and use the bigger one, which is okay in Port Phillip, you get away with it, but in tidal areas when you're gummy fishing, offshore when you're dropping baits down a long way, also Western Port, the ring, it doesn't look as dynamic, but when you pin it once, it's even on either side and it doesn't spin and create havoc on your lines. So that's why we use the ring. But yep. just quickly in saying that, all my biggest fish, not offshore, in the bay, have been on the silver white in Pilchard. So the numbers have been on the calamari, which is quite often the other way for most years for me. But it has been that way that the bigger fish are on the Pilchards and silver whiting. And the uh, the majority of my sort of schooling fish have been on the calamari, calamari, ring, calamari ring. So strips will work just as good. But yeah, I just use the, I like the rings. Uh, next question, Brent. Aaron, I've just bought myself a two-stroke. It's a second-hand motor. Are you, have you ever DIY serviced your engines or do you leave it to a proper marine mechanic? Uh, Different for you. Your brother's a yeah. mechanic, so he can do it for <laughs> and, you. And my best mate too. No, <laughs> uh, I think if you're good hands-on and you understand engines, uh, I think save yourself some money. But you've got to understand that once you start touching and servicing boats yourself, your warranty all of a sudden goes out. So well, I dare say, given it's a... I would say it's an old two-stroke. Do you take the risk or if you're relatively hands-on? Yeah. Or if you're hands-on, I'd do it yeah. just because they're pretty. So, they're I, so simple to do. I'm I, not hands-on. I wouldn't do it. My view, I wouldn't. Yeah, I just have no idea. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider it. it. But I've got a, if it's out of warranty and it's an old, there's not much to a two, an old two-stroke. They're very, They're very, very simple. simple. Yep. As we say that, if you and I look at each other going, what's an Impala? <laughs> but if it's a four-stroke, it's a different yeah, story. Yeah, different story. Computers yep. get involved. Yep. Um, so I'd be definitely trying to uh, trying to get someone else to do it in my case. But if you're hands-on, the old two-strokes are simple engines. But I'd be getting either Cameron, my brother, who's a mechanic, and Gibbs, my best mate, to uh, knock that out for me. Uh, Jake, Marlon on the East Coast, Aaron. Yes. Question uh, mark. Yeah, good question. Uh, not far away. Yep. Uh, understanding your currents. Now, you'll start to see fish getting caught... In- probably in the next couple of weeks, to be honest with you, Pat, once that uh, tide starts to roll down, the consistency will be after Christmas, after in the January, sort of February, it'll start to get start to get consistent. But rip charts is what you want to buy. 
Uh, if you are into it, it's two hundred dollars for. I think it's two hundred bucks for the year membership. It is well worth it. Um, understanding your upwelling waters, your ocean currents, and where it's going to be will pinpoint where the marlin are. And it's pretty simple. They could rock up tomorrow if the water's there. They could stay all winter if the water's there. If the water's there, it means the, if the water's there, quite often the bait's there, the food source, and the marlin aren't far behind it. So understanding your water, your water is uh, the main thing. Rightio, that wraps up our questions from social media. Now it's time for our dream boating destinations. Thanks to Club Marine. Ensure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Redmond, the destination we're focusing on today, St. Helens, without doubt the fishing uh, hotspot of Tasmania can catch just about Anything. Well, it is titled the fishing capital of Tasmania on, on Google, Patrick. So I'm going to go with that where, one. Where you go for everything. Exactly. Google's my good friend. It is the fishing capital of Tasmania. And it, I don't even need to look at Google to know that, Pat. That one's uh, pretty simple. It's an amazing fishery. Uh, giant bluefin tuna, 150 kilo. Swordfish. Giant swordfish. Yep. Uh, awesome deep water bottom fish. But the place, the reason that the place is so good is the access for recreational boats and also charter boats. It is so... The shelf... I think it's only numerous kilometres, like 10, 10 or so kilometres offshore yep. to get to some seriously amazing fishing. Like Lakes Entrance, Pat, we're travelling 100 kilometres at times to get to Sword Grounds. Here, it's not that far out. Uh, one problem with Tasmania, as you probably know, it's cold, it is windy, and it's a bloody pain in the backside sometimes for some of the local boys because it is the conditions are tough for the fishing side of it. But it is probably the best, uh, best. I'm going to best game fishery in the country. Nearly, it's an awesome place. St Helens. It's a two-hour drive east of Launceston, and without doubt, one of the premier locations around Australia to fish. Club Marine is Australia's leading provider of insurance for boats and jet skis, and now you can win the dream with Club Marine. Club Marine members have the chance to win a share of over $260,000 in prizes, including a Ram 1500 Laramie pickup truck and a Northbank 600C boat and trailer package. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions apply. Call for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. New South Wales permit number LTPS 19 slash 33208. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for All Aboard for Dometic. Keep food and drinks chilled with a Dometic CIB26 insulated cooler bag. Our special guest is Lee Rayner from Fishing Edge. Season 7 is on now on 10 Bold every Sunday at 11am Redmond. And it marks 20 years of TV in... Of in TV, of fishing for, for Leroy. Good morning, Lee. Showing your age, Leroy. Sorry to interrupt you there, but you're showing your age with 20 series. 20, 20 years. Years, not series. 20 years, which is pretty much years, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a long time. It's a long time, but, you know, when you sit down, you go, really, I've, I've been really fortunate and I've done some pretty cool things and been to great places. So it's, it's not all been a bad journey, that's for sure. Well, speaking of great places, uh, you are th- this weekend is season uh, episode four, sorry, uh, yep. of this season. And basically you're heading down to the Goulburn River where they, you actually helped uh, release some stonking trout. Uh, take us through it. Yeah, it was a, look, it was something I've never done before. And, and last year it was a huge success when fishery, um, you know, released these big, brood stock trout into the river for people to go and catch to reinvigorate trout opening and 
they did it again this year with 2,000 trout between like 4 and 14 pounds. Um, and, and it was like seven tons of fish that they released over 30 kilometres of river. And this show is completely different, guys, let me tell you, because literally I rock up and you're fishing shoulder to shoulder with that many other people. It just <laughs> became the biggest social event you've ever had, and it was so much fun seeing people catch all these fish. What uh, what's, what size of fish did you land in the show? It's going to be a pretty exciting show. Like These fish are massive. What did you, oh, size did you land? To be honest, I catch one fish in the show because I'm <laughs> literally just walking along, talking to people, helping people land fish. Like The biggest fish that we have in the show is 13 pounds Jeez. that a guy catches on fly. Um, but the amount of oh, four to eight pound fish is absolutely ridiculous. But seeing how happy people are, it was it was something really, really special. And, and they're still catching fish up there now. That's the great thing. Like, they're still catching these big trout out of the river, which is that's what it's all about. Awesome. So it's been a great initiative for fisheries, that's for sure. You've been in fishing long enough, Lee. Obviously, Target One Million is, um, you know, that's the focus of fisheries, yep. Nick, targeting million recreational anglers. Yep. Do you reckon this is the key in terms of targeting your audiences and bringing new people to fishing? Um you know, creating an environment and bringing in fish where they can catch fish immediately just to try and open yeah. the, the door for new people? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that is what it's about. And it doesn't matter if it's, a, you know, your little kid or an adult. If they don't fish or they, they want to get into it, they need to catch something. You know, there's nothing. Fishing when you're not catching them, let's be honest, is the most boring sport in the world. So to have this where people could rock up and literally cast lure and, and, and have a chance of catching fish, and they were, um, it was really, really good to see. There's a kid there that catches a fish on camera, and it's like he travelled from Mount Marshall or something to the Goulburn River for opening morning to catch his biggest trout that he'd ever caught, and he was that excited, shaking. Like it's something really cool to see. That's for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. At the start of the interview with you, Lee, you mentioned you've been to some awesome places around the country, possibly the world as well. What um, yep. what is what is coming this episode or the next few episodes? What are some awesome places that you actually head to, other than? Uh, this really good-looking red-bearded guy that uh, takes you outside the heads. I knew you just wanted to talk <laughs> yeah, well, about yourself. Look, you know, the, the thing that I love about my job is it takes you to places, but it makes you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Okay, so, for instance, the Golden River at Thornton on opening morning. I'd never done it. I'm so glad that I got to do it. You know, camping on the beach up in Broome. There's, you know, such vast extremes of things that we go and do because of the television. But in this series, I go... In the next few weeks, I go to Evans Head, which is just below Byron Bay, um, which you know nearly got burnt away last week. But the fishing up there is phenomenal. You know, in a ten-kilometer radius of the boat ramp, there's nothing you can't catch. In that, in that, those shows we get, we get mulloway, big snapper, kingfish, traglin, like all sorts of stuff like that. And every fish we catch is on lures. So it's a, a really cool thing that North Coast and New South Wales something special. Now, have you have you ever caught those snapper up there? No, I haven't. You've in always that- you've always been telling me to try the techniques down here, so we, we do have to do yeah, that, but yeah, sorry. They're just those, those you know, those big, classic, super knobby-headed snapper that you see? Yep. Like, that, that's what those North Coast fish are, and they go, like, ridiculous. You get a four-kilo snapper up there, and you begin, there's no way this is a snapper, because they just pull that hard. So, um, really exciting stuff. But aside from that, down the prom, fishing down Wilson's prom, catching squid in Refuge Cove, big flathead offshore, gummy shark, and then... You know, fishing with you, Aaron, just out off the, you know, out off the, the the rip, catching like massive gummy sharks. So it's it's a really nice journey. And here we've got some cool stuff to to go as well. I'm hopefully going to catch up with you over the next few weeks, mate. We'll go do something 
you know, different or fun or kingfish or thresher shark or something like that. So it's, it's always that journey, I suppose. But at the end of the day, do you know what people love to see? Snapper, whitey, gummy shark, squid, flathead, that's what people want to see. Why do you think that? Is that because that's the most readily accessible for them? Like, I love yeah, it, it relates when, back to their fishing. Yeah, exactly right. Is that the is that the key? Do you think like you? Yeah, you can see you're catching a, you know, a giant swordfish or a thousand pound yep. black marlin, but things that are really relatable and easy not easy to do, but accessible for most people. Well, it's it's what the average person is doing, and and I suppose we're all average people. We have a boat or not or whatever, you know. They're accessible species to everyone. You know, I'll go and do a brim show catching brim on, on prawns and sandworms on the Tambo River. That will have more response than I do going catching brim on, you know, hard bodies or plastics because at the end of the day, more people are catching brim on bait every year in this country than they are on, on lures. So, like, like you said, so, Lee, it's basically uh, fishing's boring when you're not catching fish, isn't it? It's so totally. keeping it as simple as you possibly can and... Yep. Yeah, catching fish. Depends what it is. If it is for you too, but if oh, you don't get to there. fish all that much, then it is, it's Hello. different for us. You got a yeah. sleep? Yeah, I got you now. What's the time? Yeah. 6, 6.26. Said it's, yeah, it's, you got us, mate? He's got us. I got it. Are you there? We've got you. Have you got us? Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we'll yep. start back in five seconds. Hold on two seconds. Pat will just write it down. It is different, Aaron. Though when you two, this is what you do. You, you know, you're a, yeah, you are right. You run Salt yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee hosts a TV show. Whereas for me, I just you're happy to go out and just enjoy being out in the boat. Sometimes Do you know that's my Lee. Lee and I discuss this. Oh, Jeez, look at his smirk. You should see his smirk no, right now. It's look, actually true. Oh, go play football, Patrick. Oh, oh, Pat, I used to think a lot more of you. <laughs> do you like losing? <laughs> no, but do you like losing it? It is just good to get out in the water. Lee, I want to talk to you about... (laughs) You've obviously got two incredible boats. Um, Yep. What's been the breakdown over the last uh, few months with, obviously, the big 675 versus the new beautiful side console that you've only got over the last few months, I think, over six or seven months Yeah, the prowl has been an absolute weapon. I've hardly used it, guys. Um, And it's really been something I'm... It's one of those things that I'm so looking forward to the next few months. For instance, say, like, going out chasing kings with Aaron, you know, in in the prowler. As it gets warmer. I was about to say, make sure it's 39 degrees. (laughs) Yeah, 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 all that sort of stuff. But um, but getting back into my estuary fishing, um, you know, and even the other week on the long weekend, we went up to Lake's entrance for Melbourne Cup weekend and took the big boat and was going to fish offshore for snapper and do all that. But went, you know what, couldn't be bothered. The weather wasn't amazing. So instead, I was using the big boat, drifting the sand flats, casting, you know, 12 centimetre hard bodies in six foot of water. And we caught 27 flathead between 50 and 79 centimetres doing that. You know, that, that's it's the convenient. sort of stuff that the little boat. Yeah, so easy, guys. You know, you're not, well, you know, it's just nice to have a change too from getting pummeled in 25 knots chasing marlin. Well, so, it's the same which as, I love also. Yeah, well, same as Pat. Like, the, and we always talk about when you want to buy a boat, Lee. Like, we're always trying to – people, we get a lot of messages, don't we, Pat, to people saying, what boat should I buy? Uh, what it, it basically comes down to what do you, how do you fish, what do you chase, uh, and the convenience to yourself, whether it fits in the shed or do you only fish in Port Phillip Bay or you're learning how to drive boats. It's basically the convenience to what you're going to use to when you purchase a boat. Exactly, exactly. The other one that I find really interesting, boys, is you know there's no perfect boat. You know, it's just it's like there's you can't have one golf club to play around the golf. There's you, one boat's not going to do everything, right? But the other one I find interesting is all of us, right, 
we all have these big six metre boats and then we're all struggling, six or seven or whatever, we're all struggling to find crew to come out in our boat because everyone's got their own big boat. When a smarter option is that if you've got three mates with big boats, you better off to go and buy yourself something like a little five metre centre console so that then you boys have got an option for fishing inshore. And, and I know a few boys that are starting to do that now. As Pat just looks at himself with square... Uh, got a little 15-foot runabout. And just points at me. Mate. Works perfectly, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, mate. Little 15 foot will get you into a lot of great places. And when it's got blown 25 knots offshore and you can't go anywhere, you can go up a creek or in a little river somewhere in the tinny and have a great time. I'll be at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lee, thanks for joining us this morning on Real Adventures, Lee Rayner's Fishing Edge. Season 7 is on now, 10 bold, every Sunday morning at 11am. Thanks, Lee. Thank you, boys. Thanks for calling. One of Australia's premier fishos, Lee Rayner. That was All Aboard. Thanks to Dometic. Keep food and drinks chilled with the Dometic CIB26 insulated cooler bag. It's time for Red's review. Now, Redmond, a few, almost a month ago now, we came back from our trip to Cairns and we spent a great time up there. Had uh, had a big crew, about 12 to 14, four different cars, towing boats, caravans and the like. And what we had up there... Um, was very practical, but turned into a huge amount of fun. We were using uh, walkie-talkies, the old-fashioned walkie-talkies, and we've decided to do a bit of a review on them today because as we head into summer, as you start to go out you know, with a few different mates, and as Lee said, everyone's got their different boats you yep. go out with, we thought we'd just do a bit of a mini-review on the Uniden range, which is what we used um, whilst we were up in Cairns. And they're, to, there's, they're a really um, well-manufactured brand of of, uh, of CB radios coming in both VHF and UHF radios, but you're going to talk through a few, which as we head into this Christmas period, it might just be the perfect gift for dad or your brother or your uncle or, or your kids. Or because... maybe even your wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because uh, I don't know about you, but how much fun are they? <laughs> it was brilliant. It's because... Easy to use. Um, you know, obviously your, your range is slightly limited. It's not going to be like well, using a... Uh, your, your radio in your boat. But if you, you're fishing with mates, there's a couple of really good options, I think, that are out there um, that are quite cost-effective. Well, you and I were sitting there uh, basically in the car. I was following you, and without causing road rage and yelling at people, we could yell at to each other about the people that was annoying us on the road. So they worked well like that. But a good thing, that there another range that Uniden has, just quickly before I talk about those, Pat, is they've got marine, they've got in-boat marine uh, radios as well, and they've got a submersible, a submersible speaker microphone, which is huge in the marine industry. Especially obviously. when you're washing down your boat. Exactly. And water gets everywhere. Yep. You want to look after it. Yep. So you can get your, your VHF, which they come with all the GPS or smarts with them. They have a massive range, uh, and they work really, really well as well. But basically, the ones that you were just talking about, um, submersible ones, you've got the unit of MH SO50. They're about $139. Yep. And then you could push out uh, to a little bit more expensive if you want to. And they end up being up towards that $200 mark. Uh, for I've tried to research it a fair bit, Pat. They don't do a lot difference, the expensive ones to the cheaper ones. You just get, it's a shorter antenna. They're yep. smaller, more compact. But not only that, they also uh, have a slightly better range. So there probably is a purpose for them uh, to spend to spend a fair bit of money. But you can get this pack now, which if you're 
you, you can kick yourself out with a couple of mates. So I can say to you, let's buy this pack. And they're $425. You not only do you get the charges, you also get new, you get a couple of, uh, couple of units to use. You get the, when I say the charges, you can have your car charges. You've got your, your ones at home as well. Yep. Now, it's a pain yes, in the backside when they die. It really is. And you're not always near your house to charge. Quite often you're in the car. So being able to plug them in the car is good too. And this pack uh, sits at $425. And that comes with a lot. So you, you realistically only need one. If you are traveling with mates, you could probably buy two. So if you have different mates, you could share them, uh, whether you're in the car or the boat and you just want to talk to each other. Or you could just, or you could go Harvey's with yourself in the pack and because quite often people will have these built into their car as well, and you can take yours on the boat as well. So they're they're very universal for a massive range of uh, different aspects, whether it's forward driving, camping, and also traveling traveling up to Cairns like we did, Patrick. That is Red Review. If you want more information on the Uniden unit, uniden.com.au. We actually found ours through the Bargain Boat Bits catalogue. That's where we sort of were looking for something competitively priced in that walkie-talkie range, and they seem to be... Certainly, without a doubt, Redmond, the most popular. And, and quality-wise, too. Red's tip of the week for New Age Caravans. Visit your local New Age Caravan dealer today. Welcome back to Real Adventures. Just during the break, Aaron and I just having a look through his uh, his beige-grey suit that he was talking about. It's that, <laughs> that is the third... Furthest from beige that I've ever seen. It's grey with a... It's a, green. A very, very light green tinge to it. So what's... There's a specific colour it's called. Cotton... Uh, what was it? Country Road, I think we got it from. Uh, I'm not I sure. The, I was in the, um, the groomsman party, is that what you call it? Not sure I would have um, you know, made the purchase on that one. But anyway... I it's, no uh, choice. <laughs> it's time for Red's tip for New Age Caravans. Spring into summer sale is now on. Redmond, your tip for the week. Well, first, I'm just going to talk about what I'm going to do next week. I'm going to follow the winds. I spoke about it earlier, and I'm going to be chasing all sorts of species. Now, uh, we have some offshore weather coming, which is great. Over the weekend, we've got northerly uh, this morning, which is sort of west-northwest. So I'm going to head offshore after this just for a little bit. Swell stays down, but it comes up in the afternoon. Southerly change, worth a snapper. It's going to blow a bit. But once again... What I said to you before, Clifton Springs. So I'm going to follow the fish as much as I can around the bay. Might end up deep off St. Leonard's if the water temp comes up a bit. But then I really want to spend some time offshore, Pat. I, uh, the fishing out there is insane. It doesn't get touched enough. The gummy sharks, the snapper, it is amazing. So if you are wanting to uh, uh, to learn about it, make sure you hit up the Salt Guide website. We've got teachers how to do it because it, it is different to fish in the bay, isn't it? Like it's totally. you, you do it a yeah. fair bit. It's completely different. It's not even the same. So... Uh, learn where you're going to go, but the fishing out there is just amazing. Gummy sharks, snapper, you name it. It's probably oh, we got a heap of more one as well during the week too. Did you really? Mowers, yeah. So they're the um, they're a beautiful looking. Fish. I think they're the jackass morongs. I think they're called. But uh, there's there's so many different brands of them. But uh, yeah, there's species. I don't uh, brands. brands. I, I've, no, I've actually that's my trend. I'm starting brands. But yeah, awesome fishing at the moment. But my tip for the week. Now I've been fortunate enough to catch a fair few snapper this year. One thing I've done with it is I've let a lot go. Keep what you... And I'll keep I'll keep what I want. So what I mean by that, if I want to go whiting fishing, I'll keep my bag. If I want to go flathead fishing or get craze, I'll get them. Because we eat it so much of it, I share it with you guys. But snapper, and you'll probably back me up here, it's not the best eating fish, is it? See, I disagree. I actually... Do really you really like, like it? it? Yeah. Well, a lot of people, like my family don't like, Kari's yeah. family don't like it that much. So I'm only keeping basically requests. So I send you a message the night before. 
or while I'm out there, do you want a couple of fish? Yes. Yep. So I'll keep a couple of fish because you're not fortunate enough to go out there every time and catch them. And I'd, instead of you buying them, I'd rather give it to you. So gummies, I'll keep gummies too because we crunch it. So when you are catching these fish, make sure that you're a bit smarter on, um, on releasing them too. Don't just let them go to waste in your freezer. But what I've been doing to get the quality, and as you eat your fish that I've given you, you might have already eaten one, uh, but basically what we're doing is spiking them. So we're hitting them with a, with a, with a spike or a, through uh, the brain, but the access point's hard to sort of put in a picture for you guys, but uh, the front of the, you've got the mouth of the fish and you've got the eye, which it goes up on an angle and it's a soft spot. You can feel it with your hand. Just behind Just the behind the eye, yeah. Or above it, yeah. Yep. Just if you put your hand now, it's sort of, uh, what would you call that part of your head? That little soft spot there. Temple. Temple, right on the edge of the... T- yeah, it is probably the temple. Yep, that's why I called it that. Yep, temple. So basically, it's right where the temple is. You're pushing the uh, the, the spike through into the brain. Then uh, I'm, I've am i been gutting my fish out there. So I've been whipping the guts out because the guts is what heats up first. And same with the tuna, and we spoke about that. Mm. And it goes to no good, but it takes a bit of the blood out and the smell. I'll get rid of them. I always do that. I hate yeah. having... Yep, I got them straight yeah, away. And absolutely. saves you doing it back when you get in as well. I, I do it... Same thing with um, uh, scaling it. You like your scales left on? No, I'll, I'll oh. always leave one scale on, but yep. I'll scale the rest of the fish. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then, so I'm gutting them, and then I've, I've got the uh, the mad fish bags, and they're straight into the, the chiller bags, or, yep. or, or a cool box as well. Uh, the, the cool boxes are good. They do take up the space, though. So uh, make sure that you pick one that suits your boat. So don't go get a 100-litre cool box. Uh, if you're in a little tinny, get your little 50-litre one. So chuck in that's why the you, the, uh, the CI-26. Yeah, so that's, per- that's, that's cool perfect. Bag. If you're yeah. going to keep a fish... You can actually move it. Oh, the yeah. bag itself, that's yeah. great, yeah. So And it's you can, compactable too. Yep. Uh, basically, you're getting the ice on them, and then I'm cleaning them as soon as you get home, whether it's whacking the fillets off, whatever it is. So looking after the snapper has been massive for, for myself this week. Uh, not only this week, I've always done it, uh, but no, I don't think there's a lot of people out there. You know what disappoints me a bit is seeing some of the charter boats, they've got tubs, you know the, the old butcher's tubs you get, Pat, mm. the white ones? They've got them sitting on the ground of their boats, and they've got 10 fish just laying in it, soaking away. And the worst thing to do is actually put your fish in the uh, in water out of the ocean because... What temperatures? I oh know it's cold, but what temperature at the moment? But what temperature are we catching snapper at? What's the magic number? You're talking about sixteen. Degrees sixteen degrees. So you're putting your fish in sixteen degree temperature, plus a little bit of sun on it, and so on. You're actually starting to cook the fish. So your ice is the only way to get the quality out of your meat. And if you start cleaning your fish and it's mushy when you're two hours after you've caught it, yeah, you've you've half cooked it. Righto, some snapper tips there and how to look after them. That was Red's tip for New Age Caravans. Take your caravanning experience to the next level. New Age Caravans, designed for the road ahead. It's time for the Flying Gaff to wrap up the show. You've given me no time in order to do that. But Redmond, uh, it's coming to my attention on the trip home. You and Dad, uh, you and John Boy, had to drop home some uh, some boats down to, Can- uh, down to uh, Townsville. You had to take them from uh, Lucinda. And you were complaining the whole trip back about uh, the beautiful Ford Ranger and how it wasn't travelling well at all. And you're complaining <laughs> about it's turning and oh, it's grumbly, it's not no, driving yeah, well. I'll, you were talking yeah. like absolute no, smack. I, I, no, I thought it was broken down. This is my gaff. You were talking absolute <laughs> smack about how 
Terrible, the car is... And Kari said to you in the car, Aaron, it will be something simple. And I and you, and you bit her head off, rah, 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 like you always do. Anyway, dropped the boat off, driving along. Same I was actually happening. at McDonald's. I went to McDonald's. That's where I was, where, where we found out. And then at McDonald's, what did you find out? Uh, that... When you pulled the big North Bank out, you put it in four-wheel drive. Don't and blame I ne- me. And I never took don't, it out. Don't blame me. I didn't know it was in four-wheel drive. So the turning, I think it was four high. I didn't even look at that, obviously. So what's your, what's your lesson for the trip? Every single time after I fish with you, I'm going to check if a car's in 4H. Just the blame game. You continue blaming, we're going fishing. You know what, John, John Boy is the one who this found it. This has Real Adventures. We're going fishing. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.